It Is Well podcast. I am your host, Danny Hardy, and I am excited that you have tuned in today. I pray that as we face the difficulty of life circumstances, that we can find the strength and courage to say, It is well, because we understand that Christ alone is our well of living water and the means by which we experience wellness. If you're a listener of this podcast and believe in its content, I ask that you just take the time to write a review, leave a rating, and share it with a friend. If you're growing or learning or just having fun listening, I bet someone else will too. So friends, today's episode is one I have been so eager to get into your hands for the past few months. The topic is so incredibly timely, relevant, and just empowering, and we had fun planning and recording together. I am honored and thrilled to introduce you to my guest for the day, Rachel Wade. Rachel is a champion-hearted, full-of-wisdom, Jesus-following woman of color, and she is one of my new friends in ministry. I just love her. Uh, She is a wife, a mom, an influencer for the gospel, and the founder and host of All of Us, which is an online encouragement platform, so cool, where women of faith recount and remember their stories of God's faithfulness and goodness. It's incredible, and you'll hear more at the end of the podcast about how you can follow Rachel in her ministry. So getting on to the topic for today, I want to share one of my favorite passages of scripture, which is Philippians 3, 12 through 14. And here we see Paul saying, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Oh, I love that. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Y'all, today's episode is titled Straining Well and is a direct reference to Paul's words from this passage. Webster's Dictionary defines strain as a severe or excessive demand on the strength, resources, or abilities of someone or something. And I would say that based on this definition and our understanding of what it means to strain, we've all experienced that, right? I think we can all agree that straining is hard. It is downright difficult. And really that doing it well is completely necessary. Paul tells us that he had to press on and strain forward to what lies ahead because of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Straining well is essential because there's this tension in the world, right, during our lives, and we're faced with holding that tension to accomplish the work that God has set before us. We have to realize that in the face of great trials and pain, we must have the courage and determination to press on, to keep straining forward, because we know and understand that Christ alone is our reward, and He has called us to persevere. We're reminded of this in James 1-4, when it says, Let perseverance finish its work, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Perseverance is part of the straining well process that we're going to talk through today. Rachel has so much wisdom and so much life experience to share on this topic. And I pray that today's podcast blesses you, enlightens you, challenges you, and encourages you to strain forward to what lies ahead. So friends, lean in and take a listen. Guys, I am so excited today to introduce you to my new friend, Rachel Wade, and just I'm excited to host her on the podcast today. Um, She's so much fun just from following her on Instagram and seeing all of the ways that she's contributing her voice to so many important and powerful conversations. And so it's such a joy to welcome her onto the podcast today and to spend this time with her. So let's welcome Rachel Wade onto the podcast. And Rachel, will you just kind of tell us a little bit 
about who you are. Tell us about where you're from, some family info, brag on those kiddos. Um, tell us about your ministry, career, kind of whatever you want to tell us. Just who is Rachel Wade? Oh, Daniel, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Absolutely. Um, not only do I love the name of it, it is well, but um, I am a listener and we have mutual friends in Carrie Trotter mm-hmm. and I'm just so honored to be here with you. So thank I first you. want to start off by saying that, um, but hello, it is well family. My name is Rachel Wade. I'm originally from Texas. So once a Texas girl, always a Texas <laughs> there girl. There you go. <laughs> I currently reside in San Francisco, California with my wonderful husband, Justin, and I have two little kiddos, uh, my oldest daughter, is Maya, who will be six in about two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I have a son, Caleb, who will be three in a couple of weeks. Awesome. And so um, I just love them. We love living in California. Here in San Francisco, um, I am a ministry leader at our local church here in San Francisco, mm-hmm. right in the middle of downtown. And I am the lead encourager at a online encouraging platform for women of faith called All of Us. Mm. And that's just a place where women tell their everyday stories mm-hmm. and recount to remember the goodness and faithfulness of God. So I am um, honored to do this work. I love encouraging women and yeah, so excited to be here. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you are here. It's so beautiful just to see the stories of real women doing everyday life things and seeing Jesus in the everyday things of life. Um, and then you holding space so beautifully for them to tell their stories. And so, um, and I, I can testify to the fact that you are such a good encourager, um, because I remember the first time we kind of chatted back and forth. Um, back in mm-hmm. November um, after that podcast went out and you you were so quick just to champion the podcast and to share it and mm-hmm. to encourage. And so that has meant a lot to me in my personal life and in the life of this ministry. And so just a huge thank you for that. And you are an awesome encourager. And so I'm just excited for you to be here and people get to experience um, that encouragement coming through you today. Oh, thank you, Danny. I received that, and I'm so grateful that I was able to encourage you in that time. Amen. That's awesome. So um, I knew that I wanted to host you on the podcast. It's probably been a month or so ago. Um, I, I love Instagram. It's such a fun social Me platform. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's positive. It's happy. I really enjoy yeah. the time that I spend there. Um, and on your Instagram story one day, you mentioned God influencing your heart towards this idea of holding the tension of being human and you phrased that so beautifully and it struck such a chord in my spirit and I just knew immediately I was like I need to talk to her I need to hear more (laughs) about this so I just want to open it up to you Um, unfold this idea for us a little bit what has God been downloading to you about this tension of being human Yes. So I love this topic. Um, God has been downloading so much on my heart, um, but basically that we cannot escape what I call the tension of living here on earth. Mm. This idea that we're all in the middle of the already and what is to come. And Mm. we're right there smack dab in the middle. And I think that we just need to know that it's okay to acknowledge this strain and this tension um, and hold both of these. Mm -hmm. Um, We can grieve and yet we can be filled with joy. Mm -hmm. And as followers of Christ, by trusting him, we can do these things. Um, I believe only with him, we can hold these two tensions Mm -hmm. and still be able to live and to thrive Mm -hmm. and to love. Um, one of my best friends, her name's Shauna Pilgreen. She's the author of this book called Love Where You Live. And she reminds uh, that us that God holds us tight in the tension, mm. yet releases us yet releases us to be his hands and feet until he comes back. Oh, that's and good. Yeah, I love that. And we can look back and we can look to his faithfulness, and but look forward in hope. And so that's the crux of it. Um, He's also downloaded on my heart that in order to strain well, we must not only be leaning into him and trusting him, but we have to be working towards being emotionally healthy adults. Mm. And we have to invite others into that tension. Um, I'm a big, huge believer in community Mm -hmm. and bearing one another's burdens, celebrating, you know, each other and our highs Mm -hmm. and the yays of life. But then also we need that community deep down in the trenches and the lows and 
people can help us live in that tension better than if we were doing life on our own. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that um, God gives us people as a gift from him. I mean, it's a gift from him to be able to live in that tension, but to know that we have him and we have each other. Right. So that's kind of all that God's been downloading, you know, as it relates to living in that tension and knowing that we're not alone in it. You say, you say that's all as though it's some like simple, (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It's like, it's some simple idea. I mean, this is one of the most profound topics I think um, that's, that's relevant right now. So, I mean, it's so deep and there's it's so multifaceted to think and to know that we are here in this world Mm -hmm. that isn't fit for us we're kingdom people we're fit for eternity we're bound for eternity and this world is a broken place but we're here Mm -hmm. to accomplish the work of the kingdom and in doing so we have to hold that tension um and it creates kind of this um this this walk in us this back and forth right that feels like a teeter-totter where we're having to balance and we're having to construct that new every single day and so Mm -hmm. this has been so fresh on my heart and my mind and so i wanted to share just a little bit about my own experience with this idea, which started bubbling up in me like a month or so before you said that on your Instagram. And then I was like, oh, yes, this is this is the conversation to have. And I think that part of us learning to hold this tension and continue Mm -hmm. forward in the strain is to acknowledge that we are multifaceted. Right. We're not Mm -hmm. simple people. Um, We're created to feel multiple things at one time. And for a long time, I didn't really understand that for a long time I thought that I was sort of um, broken in that way because I was very emotionally um, just kind of all over the place sometimes I mean I could feel happy and sad at the same time and I thought man that's not right because I should be more mm-hmm. simple than that I should be simpler than that and it just isn't the case and I um, I assume we are all designed just to feel one thing at a time and so as I felt conflicting emotions simultaneously I started compartmentalizing them I started suppressing um, emotions that I didn't think I was supposed to have to make them simpler. And that got me into just (laughs) a really great place emotionally, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) I mean, just sort of a mess. Um, It was a really unsuccessful strategy um, until I was, you know, on my way to therapy one day, which is one day that I process and hold tension in my own life is by, Mm -hmm. by seeing a therapist who loves Jesus and allows me space to have conversations and to work through my own struggles. Um, but one day I was on my way to therapy and I was crying, which, you know, sometimes I cry before (laughs) I even get there. (laughs) So you're not alone in that. (laughs) see a therapist and I also cry before I get in the door. Amen. Amen. Come on. Um, So I was on my way there and I was crying and then I got to an intersection where I had to pause and wait for a couple to cross the road and it was an older woman and she was pushing her wheelchair bound husband across the road in a motorized wheelchair that didn't work. And so Mm. you can imagine the struggle that I can see her physically working to Uh. get her husband across the road and immediately I felt compassion for them, but then Mm -hmm. I felt shame over myself um, because I began thinking to myself like, oh man, I'm so blessed. I have no real problems to be crying over. And Mm -hmm. then I felt so ashamed of my own emotions. But then this like second wave of emotion came that was grace. And I immediately Mm -hmm. felt God just like touch my heart with grace. And then I had to realize that I wasn't giving myself any grace and instead I was shaming myself and doing the enemy's job for him. Um, Mm. And it wasn't what God wanted for me, that it was in that moment that I realized that it was okay for me to feel authentic sadness for my own circumstances and compassion for someone else in difficult circumstances. And it really forced me to sit in the tension. Like I got to the therapy and to my uh, therapist office and I sat in the car for about 15 minutes, just trying to work that out in myself before I ever went inside. And um, Mm -hmm. I had to sit with it and it forced me to honor my own human condition 
and it allowed yeah, me to right. honor myself while also honoring and grieving for someone else. Um, yes. And it was in that moment that I realized that the presence of someone else's pain and my acknowledgement of that didn't discount my own pain and right, my own hurt right. and my pain didn't discount theirs. And so it yeah. forced me to acknowledge that these conflicting emotions, that those things can coexist within us in the same yeah. person at the same moment. Um, and so it's something I'm still wrestling through when those conflicting emotions arise, I find myself immediately trying to suppress one and then mm-hmm. having to stop and take a breath and say, no, I'm designed yeah. to be able to feel a lot of different things and giving my myself the grace to feel those things at the same time. And so this conversation um, is ministering to my heart um, as we share it. And so I know that I've experienced those conflicting emotions. And I just want to know from you, like, how have you experienced your soul's ability to feel conflicting emotions at the same time? Like, grief and lament and joy and gratitude and how does that add to our need to strain well yes so I feel like there are times in life when you feel the tension and the strain more than others Mm -hmm. and this particular season is one of those for me where I am just feeling the tension more Mm -hmm. than maybe in a in a previous season um currently i've been lamenting and grieving you know over all of the the recent murders in our country Mm -hmm. to black people Mm -hmm. and just the overall systemic racism in our Mm -hmm. country you know as a black woman um there are so many layers to that not only to the events that have happened but then you just think up every time that something like this has happened to you, yeah. you know, in your lifetime, you think of that time in third grade, or you think of that time when you were in high school and someone didn't want to date you. I mean, you think about all these different occurrences mm. in your life. So it's just layered lament and layered grief that mm. I'm feeling. Um, right now, you know, in this current season. And then, you know, we're still sheltered in place here in San Francisco. Mm. And so we have been since the beginning of March. Mm -hmm. And so there's all the emotions of wanting to stay safe, wanting to be healthy, but not being able to, you know, have my my girl go to school or have daycare help out or have a break, you know, as a mom, Mm -hmm. that is my my top priority. Um, So grieving just the loss of life there that we were used to. Right. Um, But at the same time as I'm struggling and lamenting and grieving all the things I just mentioned I'm also celebrating you know my daughter graduating from kindergarten and me you know I think doing a great job finishing the school year out teaching her yes girl you were you were out there doing (laughs) a lesson doing a lesson on roly-polies and I was so impressed I was like science thank you very much (laughs) um so you know I'm celebrating that and you know there's been holidays you know there's Mother's Day Mm. and and I just celebrated eight years of marriage to my husband. Congratulations. And that's worth celebrating. Yeah. Thank you. And so, you know, these are amazing milestone blessings that should not be overlooked. Mm-hmm. They are um, just fun and encouraging. It's like a motivation to keep getting up every day, but I can do that. And those blessings can bring me such joy and gratefulness. But at the same time, I am lamenting and grieving and mm. You know, although that's hard, that's a hard tension Mm -hmm. um, and I'm feeling every emotion, you know, on the spectrum, kind of like you mentioned, Yeah. um, but I can continue to get up each day and do what God's asked me to do uh, because I know that I know that I know, Danny, that, Mm -hmm. you know, he is my rock and my refuge, um, that he covers me with his feathers, like he says in Mm -hmm. Psalm 91. Mm -hmm. Um, I've really just been clinging on Psalm 91 in this season Mm -hmm. and um, just knowing that he's with me and he he gives hope when we're hopeless and he gives us rest, um, when we feel restless Mm -hmm. and knowing that he'll meet me in all those emotions in the middle of that tension. And there's a really, um, one of my favorite songs by this group called Johnny swim. Um, I'm a big Johnny swim fan. Mm -hmm. And one of the songs that they have, is called let it matter. Mm. And it's kind of a sad song, but I, I listen to it when I am feeling this tension, um, often Danny, because they talk about how we cannot, Oh, we can't just jump through these emotions that if something matters, if something matters to us and we're going experiencing at a higher and lower in life, it's important that we walk through it, Mm. but knowing that, um, 
we walk through it, we acknowledge that it matters, but then we know that we don't walk it alone. Yeah. And so that um, that does give me comfort in the midst of it. So yeah, that's just kind of mm. where I'm at right now with all wow. these conflicting emotions and you know what this season has brought to me. Right, and I love I love that. Let it matter. Um, yeah, and for it's us, a great song. Oh, man, I can't wait to go <laughs> listen to it. Um, I love just that idea of let it matter because if it matters in a single moment, then it, yes. it then it then it counts. You know, we have to allow yeah. it to count, and it counts to God, and it matters yes. to God. Um, and it's so neat to see all throughout Scripture where Jesus is so present with the people um, that when there's joy, he is present in the joy. And when there is grief, he is present in the grief. Um, And that's so refreshing to remember because we, you know, we're made in his image. And if his image bears a variety of emotions, then so should Mm -hmm. ours. Um, And so I think that this topic provides, um, I think it provides a window into seeing how we can really function in a healthy way to acknowledge that we can, like you were talking about with Maya, that you can experience this grief for um, her not getting to finish her year at school, but then also that she did in a different way, you know? Um, And so being able to look at the same scenario through a different lens um, and through Mm -hmm. multiple lenses, I think is so freeing because I think so often we can box ourselves in you know, where we only allow ourselves to feel one dynamic, yes. you know, um, one one dimension about a certain um, concept or idea instead of being able to celebrate or um, being able to open ourselves up to more things. And so right. I think this speaks so well to so many people. And um, this tension of humanity is very real for all of us. And I think regardless of how much we acknowledge it, it is so present and it yes. presents itself in a variety of ways. And if we don't learn how to manage that tension and how to operate inside of that tension, um, it could become something that really depletes our joy. And it could be something that offsets our focus and really wearies our soul, even to a point of yes. immobility, not moving forward for the gospel and with the gospel. Um, but God instructs us to do differently. He instructs us through yes. Paul to strain forward, to press on. And then James tells us to allow perseverance to finish its work in us so that we might be mature and complete. And so when you're saying that, you know, every day you get up and you do all of these things because you know Mm -hmm. that he is your refuge and he is your rock. And we know that Jesus is our reward. It gives us the courage to step out and do the next thing. It gives us courage to face the next thing and persevere and dig deeper and to continue that strain and holding that tension because we're not doing it for our own benefit. We're doing it because he is our reward and the kingdom is the gain. Um, and so I just, man, I feel like we could talk about that topic just all day, all day. Right. Yes. Yes. All day. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, what does this look like in real life? Like this every day holding this tension, like practical advice or strategies that you Mm -hmm. could offer for somebody where this is kind of a new topic, a new idea of coping with this strain and this tension. Um, what are some practical things that we can do as a means of coping? Mm -hmm. Sure. So I first want to say that the things that I'm about to mention are from, I I believe, me maturing as a woman Mm -hmm. and maturing in my faith. Um, I was very good at going to other things first Mm. that were not um, of the Lord or not the best option. So for instance, because I am so um, people focused and community focused, I, there's that temptation to want to go to people first when I was struggling and going through tension. Um, Or if it would be, you know, watching movies and trying to escape, you Mm. know, rather than going to the Lord. So I I first want to acknowledge that this has been a process for me and and it's still going. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have found, um, I guess, some more tips or things that I've learned to help me to be able to hold that tension better. And one of those is 
really leaning into God's word more than mm-hmm. usual. So if you think of your um, child, like my son, Caleb, he has this security blanket. Actually, both of my kids do. Mm-hmm. And that security blanket, when they're holding that, whatever emotion they're feeling, whether they're calming down for the night, um, whether they're scared, whatever they're feeling, mm-hmm. that security br- blanket brings them such comfort. And so for me, leaning into God's word, that has become my comfort. Mm-hmm. And so um, reading specific scriptures around when Jesus struggled mm-hmm. and when he la- when he lamented um, are particularly the ones that I go to yeah. whenever I'm feeling this tension because mm-hmm. sometimes I think we forget that God was fully God, but he was also human, Come you know? Yeah. And so when he, when he, he did struggle, you know, when we think about when he was in the wilderness and, mm-hmm. you know, he did lament, like when he was lamenting over Lazarus, yeah. you know, I mean, he was right there with us mm-hmm. when he was in the garden and he yeah. asked God to take the cup from him. Mm-hmm. You know, he was scared. He was scared. So right. I need to read those scriptures that remind me that he understands what I'm going through and, and reminds me that, you know, he's my advocate and that he knows, um, where I'm at. And Mm -hmm. so that to me is the first thing. The second thing that I do is, and I, I keep mentioning music, but I'm a big worship music person. I love, um, worshiping music, although I don't have the gift of like, you know, being able to sing with my (laughs) audible voice. Um, well that, I think that's a gifting that, um, well, not, I think my husband is gifted in the music area and can sing and play the piano. And, uh, but, but me, I always say, Lord, if I could be on the worship team in heaven, um, (laughs) I'm good with that. (laughs) I love love worship music and I love praising him and, and all the time, but especially when I'm going through the Valley, um, when I uh, need to cling to his word, mm-hmm. like music is just that thing for me that yeah. helps me um, to go through these highs and lows of life. Me and then, too. Yeah. And then the third thing to me would be, and I'm, I'm really getting more and more interested in this and actually practicing it is uh, Sabbath mm-hmm. and, and soul care. And so yeah. taking a step back, you know, Sabbath means to delight and to rest and enjoy. And so doing some of my favorite things allows me to live in this tension a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that is, I love to read, fic- I love to read, but I, I love to read fiction whenever I'm Sabbathing and, mm-hmm. um, Saturday mornings are reserved for mom to just be in her bedroom and not come, come out till she wants. I love it. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, we have to do something and be creative in this, yes. in this COVID like sheltered in place time. Right. Um, but then also taking care of my mind and my body. Mm-hmm. So um, I work out every day. I'm a big cycler, Peloton cycler. And mm-hmm. um, I see a, a, ther- a mental health therapist, uh, like we both mentioned in the beginning of this right. podcast. Right. Um, so it's not just one thing. Um, it's many things that I feel, um, help me to kind of practice this, live in this strain and cope. And then the last thing, and I mentioned it too, was just community, you know, allowing people to walk alongside me. And that means me being vulnerable, Mm -hmm. maybe sometimes Mm -hmm. more than I would feel comfortable with. Um, and also allowing them to serve me. Mm. Um, I'm a two on the Enneagram. Like I'm the one that is serving other people all the time. And so for me to have to humble myself and Mm -hmm. say, you know what, I need to be vulnerable with these close group of people so that they can serve me. So what that looks like in this current season is I'll have some friends that have just graciously given gift cards or brought meals over as I'm, you know, really lamenting and grieving and kind of going through all that I'm going through emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, they stepped up in my life. And yeah. so they allow me to cope and to strain well. So not just one thing, many things. So Absolutely. hopefully that helps somebody. Man, so many great things there. Um, and I just... I want to speak to um, this idea of being vulnerable inside of a community. Um, I am not great at that. (laughs) Um, It's hard. It is. I'm learning (laughs) how to um, allow people to step in and serve me in a season where um, maybe I I just have greater need than in other seasons. And uh, we're walking through a season like that right now that I'll get into on our next podcast. Um, But really, 
lowering down that guard and allowing people Mm -hmm. to sit with you inside of the tension. And that's hard. And so I just want to encourage anybody who's listening and you're thinking, no way, mm -mm, not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Can't tell people where I really am. Like you can find a few trusted friends who are not afraid to sit in that mess with you. Um, They're Mm -hmm. not afraid of what is on the table and being able to really sit with you and feel that, you know, share the joy and divide the burden. Um, is really what community is all about. And so if you're not inside of a community, I just encourage you to find yes. find some people. Um, allow yourself the opportunity to be vulnerable and allow God yes. to show up in that way because there's so much benefit um, just to letting that guard down for sure. Absolutely. I'm 100% with you. And I just think about, too, to add on, Danny, that like we all have those times in life where we need our hands to be held up, you know, yes. if you go back to ex- Exodus mm. and, and when it talks about like her, her and Aaron, and they did mm-hmm. that for Moses, yeah. you know, and that same way, like we need that at mm-hmm. times. We need people to help us hold our hands That's up right. when the burden, when the, when the load is too heavy. Mm. And, you know, when you don't have that community, you don't want to wait until you something, you know, when your season is really tough right. and then you look around and nobody's there. Right. So, Man, such an encouragement, I hope, today for people listening that they would really um, lean into community. And Mm -hmm. it's hard at first, but Mm -hmm. man, it is so, so worth it. Amen. So worth it. Amen. There is so much just importance in building community and being able to be vulnerable inside of community. And um, I feel like that transitions us really well into this next topic that we're going to talk through. Because one thing that I see and that I know you see and are so... um, just in the midst of right now Mm -hmm. all around us that we know is not new um, is this tension of division inside of the human race of America right now um, where we are not acknowledging ourselves as a single race the human race um, and choosing solidarity and unity but instead we're seeing so much division and separation and hatred Um, and we know that as believers that these are sin issues um, that racism is a sin issue, that hatred is a sin issue, and that the only resolution for a sin issue is the blood of Jesus, Um, and not this unnecessary shedding of human blood, of murders, and um, just, oh man, just all of um, the hatred that's happening all around us. And so... It's such a weighty and significant issue, and in many ways, I feel insignificant to even add my voice to the conversation, and I say that to encourage the listener who thinks, wow, I can't have this conversation um, because I I don't feel all that confident to have the conversation, but I have the courage to have the conversation because I know that it's the kingdom thing to do. It's the Jesus thing to do. And so I'm willing to lean into it, even though I feel insecure in it. So if you're listening and you think, oh, gosh, I can't have this conversation. Yes, you can. Um, Yes, yes, you can. You just have to have the courage and take the step to have it. So I want to hear from you. Just what kinds of conversations should we be having about this tension of race right now in America? Um, what should we be talking about and what strategies can we use to start these conversations and to navigate them in a way that honors God and honors each other? Right. So we are image bearers, Mm -hmm. you know, of Christ, you know, we are co-heirs with him and because we are, this is a conversation that we should Mm -hmm. and can have. And so I definitely want to start off by saying that, but, you know, we should be having these uncomfortable conversations Mm -hmm. because like you mentioned, you know, this tension in America right now is not new. Um, it is not good and we need to really cling to the heart of Jesus Mm -hmm. and and really, uh, know what does he want and who does he love? And Mm -hmm. he loves all of us. And so, um, we need to have these uncomfortable conversations and be willing to do so on behalf of our brothers and sisters that are brown and black like me, um, because Jesus loves us Mm -hmm. just like he loves white people and yellow people and every other shade of the rainbow. And so, you know, we just talked about carrying one another's burdens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't say, oh, but only in these situations. Come in the on, Bible. come on. It, it says that we are to carry one another's burdens and we are to lament and we are to mm-hmm. grieve and we are to walk with yeah. one another. And so 
um, if there's ever a question on if what is our part to play, um, you do have a part. And right. so getting to that, I think, is very important. But mm-hmm. I think that there should, on top of the uncomfortable conversations um, we, where we are hopefully listening and mm-hmm. learning, uh, making sure that everything that we say is seasoned with salt. Mm-hmm. And I believe that in wow. order for um, racism to, to dismantle, uh, those that are white, they have to do some deep work yeah. and soul searching that can first only be done with the Lord mm-hmm. and wrestling with him. And Amen. I think a very practical start is, you know, praying Psalm 139 yeah. was, you know, search me, oh God, and mm-hmm. know my heart. Yeah. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Mm. See if there's any offensive weight in me. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. saying prayers like that can help bring to the surface th- surface things that you might not even know are there. Come on, uncovering those biases, um, those patterns, or that conversation that you've just always been used to your mm. whole life. Mm. Um, now is the time. You know, now is the time for that to come up and to come out, so that God can. Um, give you grace and humble you, but that you can also learn and move forward differently. Yeah. And so praying that prayer to me is a very uh, just easy, practical way to start this before you have those uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. You first got to have that, that heart work done with the Lord. That's right. And then That's right. Um, I think talking to your friends of color, you mm-hmm. know, having these hard conversations and asking if you, if they've seen anything within you or, um, mm. whatever the other work that the other biases that you may need to uncover that are in right. your other circles of life. And, you know, looking at your workplace and looking within your family and then your extended family and then in your church and, you know, having these conversations in all these different circles, wherever God has placed you, you know, it's been, he's placed you there for a reason. Right. And so making sure that, um, um, while you're doing the work that you're simultaneously um, having these conversations with other people so that they can kind of come to the light mm-hmm. and then, you know, making changes in your home. I think that this is something that you can start today, yeah. you know, whether that's extending your library in your home and having your kids making sure that there's, you know, you're honoring all different people of color. Um, so those are practical, you know, ways that you can do that right in your home, mm-hmm. but home and extended family to me are, you know, you can change the trajectory of your, uh, family line mm-hmm. and it's not too late. A lot of my, um, precious white friends will say, well, my parents just are the way that they are. Mm-hmm. And that is something that has been so hard for me to, um, digest because, you know, while we're all here living and breathing, you know, I believe that God has a plan for all of us and to love and to make disciples that doesn't stop until we go home. Mm -hmm. And so we can't make disciples and bring people to him if we don't even love our neighbor Mm. fully, Mm. fully. And so, um, yeah, holding, you know, holding our friends accountable in our life, um, having accountability partners and, um, doing the work, listening to podcasts from people of color, listen, reading books mm-hmm. um, about, because you don't know what you don't know. Right, um, right. But I think that we are past the point of saying, oh, no, I don't want to touch that. That's too messy. Mm. Um, and instead, getting into the work and say, God, this matters to you. People mm-hmm. matter to you. Um, I've searched the word and I want to do and be like you. And so Mm. what is my part to play in this? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you won't be on the front lines, but you have a part to play in your home. You have a part to play in your workplace and in your circles and in your church. And globally, you know, our Mm. global church collectively, we can't miss this moment in Mm. my opinion. You know, this is a way, a a way that the world can see that um, reconciliation, I believe can only happen um, when we are doing it in tandem with him, um, with him and with each other. Mm -hmm. And I just hope and pray, Danny, that we don't miss this time. Uh, I don't want this time to pass by and us be the same way and carry on like we have in our country for Mm. the last 400 plus years. Um, The time is is to stop that and to get back to what God has called us to be. When we go back to Genesis and we think about why he created us and and he told us that we were going to have dominion over all Mm. the crawling, creeping things. And, and, you know, that, but that was the human race that was going to have jurisdiction over all the things. Mm -hmm. He never said that we were supposed to be over one another. That Mm. was never in his plan. Come on. And so um, just getting back to the heart of God and getting back to um, how he came and he died for all of us and that we are precious and that we are beloved and that we are called Mm -hmm. and, 
to me, that is where we go from here. Yes. We need to get back to the heart of Jesus. Mm. Oh, preach, my friend. Yes, yes, <laughs> all the things. Yes. Um, and what a tragedy it would be for yeah. us to journey through this time and come out of it exactly the same yeah. as we were before. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. You know, what a waste that uh, that would be of of a moment in history, a moment where we get to decide who we will be today and who we will be tomorrow and how our children will impact the world because of the lessons that we walked through with them. Um, And it makes me think about in John four, where it says a time is coming and has now come when true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth. And that gives me such hope because it helps me to know that that time is coming um, and that this helps us to get one step closer in the journey, like you're saying, to get back to the heart of Jesus, to get back to understanding why we were, why we were created and how we were, how we were created, um, to mm-hmm. know that all of this is going to get easier because we're going to be worshiping him in spirit and That's in truth, right. but it's not easy today. Um, no. That that time is not yet here, but it is coming. But there is work to do between now and then. Um, and our eyes will one day see what was previously imperceivable. Um, but we got to get ready. We got to get our hearts ready and doing that hard work of confronting what's in us and confronting yes. what we're pouring out and sowing seed into our children and our communities and um, being willing and vulnerable enough to to have those hard conversations with ourselves and with the mm-hmm. Lord and wrestle that stuff out and let him break our hip, um, you know, yeah. in, in the way that's necessary for our growth and our gain. And then for kingdom gain, like you said, if we're here to disciple, that starts right now. That starts, um, you know, right. we, can't, we can't waste time. We can't waste this moment in history we have to be Mm -hmm. moving forward and I just think that this conversation and so many other conversations like it that are happening right now are evidence of what we have to do we just have to talk about it Yes, we have yes. to talk about this tension of humanity. We have to talk about the tension of race. We have to talk about what it really looks like to embody more of Christ and less of our sinful nature, less of ourselves. Right. I mean, there's only so long you can sweep it under the rug, right? And then you can't right. like walk across the rug anymore <laughs> because there's yeah, so yeah. much mess under it. Um, yeah. We can't keep walking around it. We can't keep pretending like it doesn't exist just because it might not impact um, our mm-hmm. world today it impacts our world because it impacts other people and we are all in this together and so that's right we have to learn um just how to humble ourselves into having yes. these these conversations that are difficult and I've already been having them in my own household and with the extended family and and they're not easy right. but they're necessary and God oh, gives yeah. God gives the grace as the grace is needed mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. so if you're listening and you think man I just Oh, I don't know. I can't have that conversation yet. Just try and trust that God will yeah. give you the grace that's needed to to have that conversation. But we have to be willing um, yes. to put action, like to put to put unity on the front of our hearts and our minds and our hands. Um, mm-hmm. We have to be willing to confront ourselves and humble ourselves to become more like Christ. And that feels that feels gigantic, right? Like it feels mm-hmm. like this huge undertaking. Um, and so, right. I want to break it down. Because really, you've broken it down so beautifully, and it really can be so simple. Um, And so I just want us to simplify this for the person who's listening, and their heart isn't quite softened to this yet, but they're beginning to have that curiosity of how could I really do this? Um, Let's break it down. So how can we encourage other people to hold space, as you've said, to hold space for one another during this time? I mean, even if we can't truly understand the struggle, or maybe we haven't experienced the racial tension if we're not brown or black, as you said, how can Mm -hmm. we hold space for each other to have these conversations? I think it's first important to remember remember that the battle is not against flesh and blood. Come on, yeah. Um, if we start there, then when you have these conversations, if we can lay down our guard mm-hmm. and not center ourselves in any conversation that we have, mm-hmm. I think that that's a great start. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also been mentioning, you know, you'll hear statements like, well, I'm for brown and black people. And then the, the butt comma statement mm. right now, we need to be listening and there doesn't need to be any butt commas. Right. Come on. Um, so sitting in those conversations, 
humbling ourselves, but then lovingly and peacefully sitting at the feet of brown and black people Mm -hmm. and remembering, like I said, to not center yourself and not make it about you. Mm -hmm. We don't like it when our sin is pointed out. None of us do. It doesn't feel good. It's an icky feeling to have sin come up. And so when we have these conversations, um, remember to not to listen and to listen to not respond, mm. but to, or to defend. So right. you want to just listen, you know, you're not listening so that you can jump in and mm. defend yourself to, to prove that you're not racist. Mm-hmm. Right. We're, so again, just remember if you feel like you're doing that, that you are probably centering yourself and the enemy would love for all of us to get stuck and paralyzed in mm. the words that feel uncomfortable to yep. us, like, you know, bias and prejudice and mm. racism, and white supremacy and mm-hmm. whiteness. Like these are words that can make you feel some type of way, right. but don't, don't get stuck there. You mm-hmm. know, understand what those words mean. And then instead of working to say, well, I'm not that, you know, to instead saying, okay, how can I be a part of this change to love more? And uh, we have obviously done a lot of stuff to brown and black people in our country for over 400 years right you know there's murders that are happening there's prejudices that are happening i don't want to be a part of that so now what am i going to do to for us to move forward right you know in the kingdom and, and know that we're not alone in that and then mm. if you just remember that Jesus listened, even though he knew the story many times. So we would find Jesus listening to say the Samaritan woman, you know, Mm. he always had compassion. Um, He let people talk. He sat there and listened to them in the heat of the day Mm -hmm. um, because he had empathy and he cared for them and he loved them. And maybe he didn't understand, you know, what it was like from a woman's point of view or somebody else, Mm -hmm. but he listened and he was compassionate. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that to me is a huge thing that we can remember. And just remembering, you know, Galatians 6, 2, where we talked about, you know, carrying each other's burdens. And Mm -hmm. in this way, that's, that's us fulfilling the law of Christ, Mm. you know, all through Galatians. And even in Romans, he talks about how we though many are one in him and that we all have different functions and that we're all necessary and needed. And so when we are bathing ourselves in the scriptures and knowing Jesus's heart, Mm -hmm. it's much easier Mm -hmm. to have these conversations, knowing that it's not just about us, that it's about the collective Mm -hmm. and it's about moving us forward to where we can and hopefully in our lifetime, like see God's kingdom come Amen. on earth as it is in heaven, Amen. Yeah. you know, so look at the big picture. That mm-hmm. would be my encouragement is to look at the big picture, to be careful, to not center yourself mm-hmm. in word or deed. Right. And then ask him, what is your part to play in moving us forward? And if the thought or if the action or response is not completely loving and pushing us towards the heart of God, then that's just our sin that's creeping up, popping up and is saying, no, no, I want to hold on to what was comfortable in the past Mm. or no, no, this is what I've always done. Or this is what my family believes or no, no, like this is more important to me, Mm. like to check ourselves and just have these moments um, and, and not to, for guilt and shame, just, you know, for us to sit in that, no, no, like we're free from that. We Amen. can move forward, but Amen. we have got to realize that feeling those yucky feelings are part of getting to that next process of moving out of that and into, um, the goodness and the fullness of Christ and what he has planned for each of us. We can't, we can't do that if we're stuck in old patterns and old ways and sin, and that goes for all of us, That's you right. know? And so, there is hope. There is hope, but we must we must sit together in this, and we must not stop having those conversations. Mm. They, 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 they've got to happen, and, and the time is now. Amen. Amen. I feel like there's so much wisdom in just the last couple of minutes of what you said. And so um, if you're listening, I just want to encourage you to just go ahead right now and just go back three or four minutes and listen to this last <laughs> section, um, because this is where the work is um, to be able to sit together and to listen. Um, if you have been privileged your whole life, sit and listen mm-hmm. to someone who has not experienced that same level of yes. privilege um, yes. and listen with the intent to learn, not the intent yes. to contribute. Um, yeah. 
you know, I, I, I'm, I am a, a student at heart. I love to ask questions. Um, I love to learn. And so it's such a joy just to sit with you in this conversation um, oh, and open my hands to listen and to learn from you. Um, and I'm just so thankful. And I love that you said the word hope in your last sentence as you were yes. wrapping up, because we have to acknowledge the source of our hope and to remember yes. that Jesus is our reward, that there yes. is there's no reward beyond him and he is everything. And so that is the means by which we humble ourselves um, and to know that our brothers and sisters in Christ, we are all running the same race and we are all straining forward to the same reward, to the same person of Christ that redeems us and reconciles us to himself. Um, And that as he reconciles us to himself, his blood is what allows us to be reconciled to one another. Um, And so friends, just remember that he is our hope and he is our reward and he is the reason um, that we get up and we hold this tension every single day and that we're willing to persevere and to strain well for what is ahead because there is a day coming where we can say it is well and that day is sooner than we know Um, and so I just want to open it up to you is there anything else that you want to want to share with us or any last um, just little bit of wisdom you have been just so such a huge voice of wisdom in this conversation and so value what you bring to the table. So is there anything else you want to share with us or tell us how um, our listeners can follow you or keep up with your ministry? Sure. So um, I just want to encourage everyone and I'm encouraging myself as uh, you know, in this as well as that I don't want myself or you listening to miss what God wants to do in me and through me. Amen. And um, by not embracing the tension, um, by not getting back up, by not straining well, you know, we want to be able to celebrate and lament and use our gifts and encourage others along the way. And of course, point people to Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, But remembering that, like you said, that, um, our hope, we have hope regardless mm-hmm. of our circumstances Amen. and know that we don't have to go at it alone, right. um, that he's given us himself, but that he's also given us each other. And just that our aim would be, like I said a few minutes ago, that God's kingdom would come and his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. So thank you for having me um, mm. on to talk about this living in the tension. Like we mentioned, we could talk about this all day. All day. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I, I talk about it a lot um, on my Instagram. You can find me uh, at Rach Wade. And then also you can find me on my encouraging platform called All of Us, which is Olive, like the olive tree, O-L-I-V-E, us, underscore together. And I would love to just continue the conversation and encourage you, um, whoever you are, wherever you are, um, God's with you and he's for you. And I would love to love on you in my social spaces on Instagram. Amen. Amen. That is awesome. I'm so, so very grateful for your contribution to this conversation. And um, uh, listeners, I'll be sure to to tag her info whenever this gets posted so that you can be sure to follow her and follow along with all the wonderful things that God's leading her to do. And Rachel, again, just thank you so much for being with us. Um, I love and appreciate you so very much and honor the work that God's doing in you and the work that he's doing through you. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Danny. It is well and keep going. Love you, girl. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. I humbly pray that you felt challenged and encouraged to strain forward in this life to become the person that God intends and to accomplish the work that he has prepared in advance for you to do. If you would like to gain access to the study guide for this episode, which includes scripture references, study questions, and journal prompts, you can subscribe to my website at dannyhardy.com to receive exclusive access to these resources and a few others. You can also follow me on Instagram at dannyhardy1 so that you can stay up to date on this ministry and the ways that God is moving through this season. On the next episode of the It Is Well podcast, I will be sharing from the very raw and vulnerable place of my own story and journey through infertility and pregnancy loss. And I'll share with you what my struggle and pain has revealed to me about God. I pray that you'll tune in to hear about the goodness and faithfulness of God and hopefully plan to share that episode with a friend who you know could use the encouragement. 
So make plans to join me again right here as we continue to dive into the well that God is for us and the wellness that God has for us. I am honored to be on this journey and I can't wait to chat with you again. I'll talk to you soon. If you are encouraged by today's podcast and believe it will be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate it and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. And thanks for listening.